Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest. The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace. And I teach my clients how to create their own version of a life where they can tap into their power and restore their happiness. My goal is for you to listen and leave saying, why is this the only family or spouse support system that doesn't make you feel like you're the problem? And it feels so energizing, empowering, and uplifting thinking that you're not going crazy after all. I am here for you. Finally, please know you are not alone and you are worthy of prioritizing your well-being. So let's jump into the show. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I am losing my voice as we're speaking. Oh my goodness, I don't know where I went just for that second. I am so happy to provide you with this episode today because I can't tell you how many times I would say I do not know what version of a human I am going to get with my addicted loved one at times. The unpredictability and the uncertainty that addiction brought into my life was so stressful and so often and 
there all the time, it was, it made me feel really, really uncomfortable. It made me feel uneasy. It made me feel stressed. It was erratic, really variable behavior. Um, there was no predictability at all. And I was stressed to the max. Now I bet you're feeling a lot of the same things. When you love someone with an addiction, the uncertainty that comes with that behavior, the unpredictability is so common. And I bet you you're experiencing that. So the reason I decided to do this episode is because that's what so many people were saying in the group, in our support group. But if you have not joined it, please come over to our private Facebook group. It's completely private. Uh, you can join the group. It's confidential. It's private. We are there to support one another because nobody knows the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction until they've been through it. It is so brutal and it's so sad at times. And you just, you know what? You need the support of other people. So if you haven't visited our website at savingyouiskillingme.com and or join any of our well-being huddles as well as our private Facebook group, I would do that right away. Okay, so let's jump into this episode. This episode is all about this idea of unpredictability. Basically, it's the quality and the fact of being unpredictable. So it's going to change sudden. Things are going to change without any reason. We don't know really what's going on. And it's so stressful, right? It's we, we're as humans, we really do rely on predictability in order to feel comfortable, right? So unpredictability is this idea of erratic or variable or uncertain behavior. And it really, it can describe someone or something or a situation that you feel like you cannot tell what's going to happen. You don't know how to predict or understand, or um, you're not able to have certainty of how this person's going to act or how things are going to go. And now as humans, we need predictability. So people with addiction, they lose control over their actions. They're basically craving whatever it is that they're addicted to, whether that's drugs or alcohol or any other substances or gambling addiction, they're craving that behavior and or substance. And so no matter what the cost is, or even the risk of those around you. So if you are in the mind, of being with someone who has an addiction or you have a child that is uh, an addict, this is so common to feel this unpredictability, right? Their behavior, the behavior of an addicted person is baffling, it's frustrating, it's frightening, it's sad, it's it's variable. And the power of addiction is so strong that many people are just overwhelmed by it, right? The powers of addiction. So we can't compete with it. Their actions, their words, they're not dictated by their need. They Basically, they are dictated rather by their need for whatever it is that they're addicted to. So their actions are not predictable at all. Basically, they are serving and living to support their addiction. And so if you are, if you love someone with an addiction, then you may not be able to understand, you know, why they're acting in a certain way or why are they acting the way that they are? It's like, it's, it's like the most bizarre situation and circumstance that you can find yourself in because it doesn't make sense. It literally does not make sense. So what happens is without realizing it, you know, behind this erratic, strange, abusive, 
of sometimes even criminal behavior, there is an addiction. And so that is why we get behaviors that are so uncertain and unpredictable, such as lying. They're going to tell you lies that are going to mislead. Even people that they love is going to mislead them so that they can get whatever it is that they, or get to whatever it is that they're addicted to. So they are going to lie and they are going to steal. They're going to manipulate and they're going to feed their addiction. And so that person that you once trusted and that was once predictable is no longer predictable. It's like erratic behavior and it's very hard to have that trust and to set aside more trust. You know, family and good friends, they can be fooled by the skillful liars of, you know, people who have an addiction. And this happens all the time. And you basically, they're slowly destroying themselves and you have to sit there and and watch it happen. It is so challenging. So basically the lying uh, is so unpredictable and also they manipulate. So you're confused. It's like they gaslight you and, and they, they tell you one thing or they come back and they love bomb you. And it's like this manipulation is because their addiction is so powerful that he or she, they need either their drugs or their alcohol to function or even like their gambling addiction, whatever the addiction is. They need it to function. That is their number one priority. And so they'll get it any way that they can, right? So they will manipulate those that they love even. And so, you know, you might've heard things like, I have it under control, or I can stop anytime I want. I don't have a problem. Or you're just jealous because I have so much fun and you don't. Um, there's gaslighting. Like you, you're the crazy one. You've got the problem. Like it's your fault. I'm this way. Or, you know, you don't understand how I feel or, you know, all these things. So they're caught in the grips of addiction and that person, that you could rely on actually will manipulate and, and make things seem like it's your fault or your problem, or you are the problem. And it's just, it's really, really challenging. Right. And so the sad truth is, is that the, while a person is addicted, you know, you can't rely on their promises. You can't rely on what they're saying. They're just going to keep manipulating you more because their addiction is going to come first. So you can see the unpredictability that comes comes with that. Not to mention the criminal acts that actually sometimes come along with addiction. They start engaging in criminal acts. And this is so, uh, it's basically unpredictable behavior. It's maybe not behavior you you would normally have seen from your loved one in the past. So their addiction becomes their priority. So a typical pattern for a person who has an addiction over a considerable amount of time, or even not over a considerable amount of time, eventually their money's going to run out. Eventually, they're going to have to do crazy things in order to get their addiction needs met. And so they might sell things, they might pawn things, they might steal things. I know mine had stole things from my wallet. They stole things from, you know, what we had and sold them, things like that. And they might be owing people money. They might be, you know, not going to work as much because of their addiction. And so they're not making as much money, but their addiction comes first. So they no longer are 
reliable. They're no longer, you know, it's these criminal acts or they might act in ways that are so not typical. And then what happens is, is that creates unpredictability, right? Not to mention they might become more abusive. They might become more aggressive because they are trying to get their addiction needs met. And so this creates unpredictability and unreliability as well. And that's so common. So an addict is very likely to become abusive because Oh my gosh, I know with my addicted loved one, I it, it just it wasn't even the same person. Like the the short temper, the anger, the aggression that eventually I wasn't even letting my kids go in the car with him. I wasn't I I started not letting my kids actually be around him because I couldn't rely on his behavior and his behavior was so unpredictable. And so that this is this is, you know, the the addicted loved one in your life might take more forms of abuse or violence. And um, their delusional thinking sometimes can come from their addiction as well. They can perceive those around you as being threatening because they see you as getting in the way of their addiction. So they get mad at you. There's emotional attacks and they blame you and they get frustrated and, you know, and they, they cast this, their, their problem onto you, their addiction onto you. And so now this may be in the form of, you know, physical violence. This could be in the form of verbal violence, nonverbal violence, like all these things can really become abusive in a way. And so this, this violence and this, this, especially towards, you know, children or spouses or anyone around them, right? These people, they people who are in around someone who they, they love someone with an addiction. Oh my gosh, couldn't say that there is leaving them feeling completely stressed. So I want to talk about the, the, so as we know, with addiction comes unpredictability. They might engage more in criminal acts. Their behavior might become abusive, but then they might turn around and be love bombing you and sending you letters or promising they're going to, you know, get better and all these things. They'll manipulate you. They'll, they'll lie to you, which all contributes to unpredictability. And so the question becomes, why is unpredictability not a good thing? Why is it challenging? And so uncertain situations, we need to know when things are unpredictable or when we have uncertainty in our lives, in science and in psychology, we become so stressed, right? Uncertainty actually diminishes how effectively and how efficiently we can prepare for our future. It affects our lives in a huge, huge way. Unpredictable and uncertainty makes us feel anxious. It can make us feel so stressed. It can push us into the stress response on a regular basis, chronically activating the stress response. So as we can see, when we are living in a chaotic environment, when we love someone with an addiction, it is unpredictable and uncertain. And that can lead to huge amounts of problems on our health and our well-being. So that's why it's a problem. That's why it is so stressful. So people react totally differently to uncertainty, right? All of us have different ways of reacting to it. But the bottom line is, is that it can really deplete us of our resources. It can stress us out to the max. It can cause anxiety. It can lead to depression. Now, unpredictability, uncertainty is 
it's really hard. It, it takes away our ability and our autonomy and our feeling like we have control over our lives. And so we are creatures of habits. We are we are wired, our brains are wired to, to have some sort of predictability in order to function in our world. If we know that we're going to, the steps that we're going to take, our brains are wired to kind of go down that pathway efficiently and to just, you know, that the habit and that predictability makes us feel safe and makes our world feel certain and it makes us feel good. And when we are thrown a curveball or when we are feeling, you know, the stress and uncertainty that comes with unpredictability, it's not good for us. It can really, really, um, it can really affect us in a, a dr- traumatic way. And now if you're living and you're in the muck of loving someone with an addiction, you're already saying, yes, I am so stressed out by this unpredictability and this uncertainty. Like, oh my gosh, Andrea, like what can we do? Is there something we can do about it? And so, and what's happening, right? So the unexpected, right? We, we living with so much uncertainty is so hard. And so we struggle with uncertainty We're, we crave information about our future that is going to help us and help us to feel good as we move forward. So our brains are wired to perceive threat and then to try and get rid of that threat and and protect ourselves. And we're wired to constantly take good care of ourselves so we live (laughs) and so we flourish. And so by diminishing our ability to focus and by diminishing our ability to have this predictability and this certainty in our lives, we are in a state, a constant state of stress, right? So now, obviously, we can't predict everything with certainty, and we 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 all will be exposed to some sort of unexpected events in our lives. But the idea here is that we want to learn how we can deal with it when we are loving someone with an addiction, because uncertainty is a major cause of stress and can affect our mental and physical health in a major way. So uncertainty is a major cause of stress stress. So now I don't, you don't need me to tell you this, but stress interrupts our ability and uncertainty interrupts our ability to effectively plan for our future. When, when it's unpredictable or uncertain, we have this feeling of hopelessness. We can have this feeling of hopelessness. So our brains, they make decisions based on what it is that's best for our future, right? Based on our past experiences. So when our future is uncertain and when we have all these things going on around us, that's unpredictable. We can get really bogged down and it really can impact our ability to make good decisions, to look for solutions, to advocate for ourselves. And so as you know, this whole podcast and this whole community is all about finding the courage to focus on you so you can take your life back, so you can regain your power and your strength, right? And so what we want to do is we want to find ways that we can diminish the impact of uncertainty and unpredictability, or find ways to build our resilience and focus on ourselves. So to better deal with uncertainty, we need to do things such as practice mindfulness. We need to follow a routine. We need to do things that are going to help us to feel safe. And like we actually do have 
uh, influence and hope for our future because we want to bring things into the realm of feeling like we what we, we're going to control what we do have control over. So let's talk about simple things that we can do to better face life uncertainties because we have no control over their addiction and we didn't cause it. We can't cure it. So what can we do here? How can we deal with the unpredictability that comes with addiction? How can we deal with the uncertainties that come with addiction? And so obviously in my book, I talk all about, you know, self-compassion and all the steps to build your resilience. So everything in my book is 100% going to help you with facing unpredictability and the uncertainty that comes with addiction. But today let's just motor through a few things that, that might inspire you for this podcast. Now, the first obvious one is self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. What we want to do is know that when we're dealing with uncertainty, we, we might beat ourselves up. We might be hard on ourselves. Like, how did I not see that? Or why do I keep letting them do this? Or how does this keep happening to me? So the idea here is to remind yourself that, you know what, this is a stressful situation. This unpredictability is completely stressful. And the idea here is to be patient with yourself. Give yourself so much love and patience and understanding because it is so hard when you love someone with an addiction. It is so challenging. So giving yourself that regard of, you know what, it makes sense that this is stressing you out. It makes sense that you're feeling frustrated, angry, sad, depleted, what, fill in the blank there. It makes sense. And you know what? Even though you're feeling that, like I still love and accept myself wholly. Giving yourself compassion and recognizing that every single person who is loving someone with an addiction, they are struggling with this unpredictability and this uncertainty that comes with addiction. So you are not alone, right? This is common humanity. This is you know, common, a common experience when you love someone with an addiction. So it is so stressful. So remind yourself that it might take time for this stressful situation to resolve or, you know, and you might keep having exposure to it, but be patient with yourself in the meantime, give yourself the love and support that you're needing. So the next idea here is you want to manage all that stress. Oh my gosh. So you are going to be bombarded with that stress response, the stress that comes with uncertainty and unpredictability. So now everyone manages stress very differently. I know the, the number one thing is that we have this, this, amygdala hijack, our brain goes into the stress response. We have corticosteroids, cortisol, epinephrine, all these stress hormones being dumped into our body, into circulation. And so that's going to shut down digestion. That's going to, you know, move us into the sympathetic uh, part of our nervous system. So the idea here is if it's chronically activated, we're going to get all kinds of health implications that come along with chronic activation of the stress response. Now, this is what we're talking more about distress here. So your body goes into distress. So what we need to do is we need to expend that energy of stress. We need to downregulate your nervous system. So what can you do? Can you go for a run? Can you go to yoga? Can you vent? 
scent in your journal. I know I have this bright red journal that I use to really get out all my frustration and anger and sadness in. Um, you know, what is it that's going to help you manage stress? We really need to adopt stress management strategies when you are loving someone with an addiction because the stress that comes with that unpredictability and uncertainty is so profound. So stress management, 100%. I know I did an episode all on stress and burnout. Um, and I would love for you to go back to that episode because it's so powerful. And, um, so stress, stress, stress. So how do you, how have you managed stress in the past or what are your best ways? Is it going for a walk in nature for you? Is it humming? Is it singing? Is it dancing? Is it rage raving where you're kind of getting all your, you know, punching the imaginary wall or a pillow? Um, how do you manage manage stress. It's really important. Is it talking to a friend? Uh, is it venting? What What is it for you? Maybe make a list of all the ways that you yourself can manage stress or um, go back to that episode and listen to it and just really figuring out what's the best thing for you. I know when I was angry, going for a 10, I'm not a runner, but I went, would go just for a 10 minute run just to get that frustration out. And it really did help me in so many ways. Um, meditation might be the way, right? So there's so many ways, kickboxing, right? Punching, kicking. So getting that stress out is really, really important. Okay. So another thing is to reflect on your past, but not in a way that you're thinking, reflect on your past successes. So one of the amazing strategies in positive psychology is to look at your strengths. So chances are you've overcome stressful events in the past. Chances are that you've overcome challenges in your past and you survived and maybe you even thrived and bounced back even better. So we want to give yourself so much credit and we want to recognize your strengths. Now, how did you handle, reflect on how you handled that stressful event and what was helpful for you? And what this does, it'll give you clues as to what your strengths are, and it'll give you clues on how you might be able to take how you manage past successes or stressful, challenging times in a successful way. And then how could you apply it to the situation you're in now? How can you apply it to this challenge? You know, and what are your superpowers? What are your strengths? Chances are those strengths can help you in this situation. So for me, my strength is, I'm, I don't know if you know, but my other whole career before I was dealing with my addicted loved one, um, I'm a writer and I have a publishing company. I help people write books and publish books. And so writing is actually one of my strengths and the love of learning. So the love of learning combined with writing really helped me through the trauma of loving someone with an addiction. So the journaling really, really helped me. I wrote that book, Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction. But I drew on all my learning from my field in positive psychology my postgraduate training. So I drew that together and that helped me. So the other thing that really helped me is, um, I teach yoga. And so I, I took all my training from yoga and I applied it to my life. So looking at your own personal skills and strengths can really help you to pull on them, draw on them, use those strengths. 
If you can't think of them, right, just think about what your friend would say and compliment you about. Think about how you handle the past challenge and, you know, what was helpful for you. It could be as simple as, you know what, I started listening to podcasts or I started, you know, reaching out to friends or support groups. So whatever it is that you did in the past for challenges, think about how that helped you overcome those stressful events. That is key number one. So powerful. So another thing you can do is develop, develop new skills and, and really kind of take comfort in knowing that you're learning and growing and developing because there's nothing more empowering than figure learning a new skill and, you know, standing up for what's important to you or trying new things. And that's so good for building your confidence and building your skills and believing in yourself. So developing new skills or trying new things, like what is it that you wanted to do, you know, in the past, or what is it that would really help you, um, build your confidence and feel really good about yourself. It kind of takes you away from the uncertainty and the unpredictability that comes with addiction and turns the focus and the spotlight on you. It's so fun. And that's the next step is kind of thinking about things that you have fun with. Like having fun is your birthright. Like you, you know, joy, pleasure, fun. So going back into all those things that make you, you, and and that are playful for you and just remembering what those are and developing that it's almost like a step away. And what it does is it, if you schedule it into your calendar and you, you learn new things, you develop new skills and you can rely on yourself to have your back and to play and have fun and to learn new skills and build your confidence, that is going to help you so much kind of develop your own reliability on yourself and make you feel more certain about you and your progression for you in your future. So that is one wonderful way to help you um, with uncertainty. Now, there's so many things that we can do too, right? Obviously, limiting exposure to what's causing the uncertainty, but that's not always possible. So when we're stressed about something, it's hard to move away. It's hard to look away from it. But it's like, I I think about the news. It's like when we check into the news, like, and if I watch the news too much, it's like, ah, there's just, it's, it's overwhelming for me and I have trouble sleeping. So if we can try to limit our exposure, I know, not always possible. Um, it can help us, right? Especially when we're feeling really vulnerable. And so this limit of exposure to what is causing the uncertainty and the unpredictability can really help us in many, many ways. So the other tips are to avoid dwelling on the things you can't control, right? When uncertainty strikes, focus on what you can control, focus on what you can do and, and really get out of the habit of ruminating or worrying or focusing on the negative events or the thing or person that's causing the unpredictability, right? Focus on what you can control, right? And the other thing is to take your own advice, right? If you, if someone came to you with the same struggle, how, what advice would you give? them? How would you support them? Right. And that is a really powerful way is to take your own advice. Think about what advice you would give a friend going through a a similar struggle. And then the best thing you can do is engage in self-care, 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 right? Don't let that stress derail your healthy routines. Make an effort to eat well, to exercise, to get enough sleep, you know, find people that help you with stress release, find activities that help you with stress release, like yoga or meditation 
or walking in nature with friends. And that is so powerful to help. And not to mention when you create a schedule for yourself, oh my gosh, that enhances predictability. It enhances trust in yourself and certainty. So the next step is to seek support from those you trust. So reaching out to family, friends, uh, support groups, coaches, therapists, whatever it is that can help you feel like you are supported and you can, and it will help you build trust in yourself and predictability in your, in your future. So control what you can focus on the things that are within your control. You know, even if it's simple things like weekly planning your meals or laying out your clothes at night or, you know, um, planning your whole blocking your days, planning your exercise and routines, established routines in your day. This provides predictability and it'll help you feel really, really good. Right. And so that is about it. Oh my gosh. There's so many things that you can do that can help enhance your predictability and enhance your feeling of hope for yourself. So, oh my gosh, uncertainty and unpredictability is so common when you love someone with an addiction. So the secret here is to enhance your ability to manage the stress that that creates, but also to do things and take action on things that make you feel like you have control over your life and some degree of predictability. So I hope that was so helpful, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful week and I have a great a great series of episodes coming your way in the next few weeks. So I'm so excited about that. So take care everyone and sending hugs. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.